Happy bank holiday, Blood Bowlers. We've got an FAQ. So the May FAQ has dropped this morning. Uh, no article so far, but the PDF has been updated. And I'm not going to bury the lead here. This is, I think, exactly what we needed. Bombers have been fixed. Some rules have been straightened out. And I think this just made our best of games a little bit better. Okay, so if we head on over to the uh, Games Workshop website, you've got the download section. In the download section is the FAQ section. In the FAQ section, down some dark, dark scares, two skeletons lived. But also, Blood Bolt, Arata, and Designer's Commentary. We click that button, and we enter a world of magical answers. So uh, what we're going to do is we'll do what we normally do. We're going to flick through all the magenta bits, all the changes, talk about whether they're life-crushing or life-giving. Uh, and then for this one, I've actually put a little slide together at the end, which gives you the highlights, which gives you the summaries, which gives you the most important things to know from the May FAQ. Uh, I think I might be a little bit big, a little bit too prominent in the screen. So let's... There we go. Use the powers of uh, Lucasfilm. Right, as we scroll through, can I use a team reroll to force an opposing coach to reroll a dice in any circumstances? No, stop being horrible. If two teams have the same CTV, do either team gain inducements and can either team spend gold, uh, gold pieces from the treasury? No to both questions. So I like this. This, uh, I mean, Blood Bowl 3, Blood Bowl 2, you've got something called scumming where the, the higher team can spend cash and it just it causes bad situations. They've tried to straighten that out in the last FAQ. I think they did a pretty good job. Um, now it means that if you both rock up at team value 1200 neither of you gets to do inducements neither of you gets to do cash so that's okay so team management kind of got a little bit more important but when you're kind of playing with those with numbers of that kind of level of smallness differences it's not too bad anyway what it means is if you're 10k under you can't just drop your treasury and buy morgue and give the opponent a whole bunch of prayers to nuffle because that isn't going to cut it so that's good like that good clarification uh if during a blitz kickoff event a player with the animal savagery trait knocks down a player on their team as part of the animal savagery trait will that cause the blitz kickoff event to immediately end no no good that's how i've always played it too it's a pretty small edge case however the rat ogre is pretty good in sevens uh, if a player with an av of eight or plus randomly rolls hard iron hard skin as a skill um they can re-roll it now, which is absolutely perfect. In fact, I was talking to somebody, uh, it might have been Dan Ellis, actually, the, the chap who I've got to play a game against this week, um, with a goblin with their iron hard skin. So we'll have to get Torplay to uh, pop that on there. Uh, right, if the player with a foul appearance skill is chosen as a target of a foul action, does the player then, uh, the declared, have to roll foul? So if you're fouling a guy with foul appearance, do you have to roll for foul appearance before you roll for foul? No, you don't, as foul appearance only triggers when the player is chosen as a target of either a block or special action. This came up at Beachhead, and it's exactly the same way we ruled it, which is foul appearance is when you're blocking somebody, kicking them on the ground, not blocking. You don't get SPPs, so it doesn't really count. Ooh, SPPs for fouling. That would, that would lead to some very different team development. Um, if a player with a trait that requires them to roll a dice to see if they can activate normally, like Bonehead or Unchanneled Fury, uh, wants to declare... Uh, a player with the foul appearance or dump off skills as a target of the action do they roll for the trait or the opposing skill first great question actually so which order is this going to work in the player will first nominate the target of the action so my ogre is going to blitz your dark elf uh, runner 
trips uh, and then they roll for their trait and then the opposing player will use their skill. So you go bonehead, then dump off or bonehead, then fouled appearance. That makes a lot of sense. I like that one. Uh, can the player with both dump off and pass use the pass skill when making a pass action as part of the dump off skill? Yes. Okay. Dump off got a little bit better. Uh, does the cannoneer skill apply when you're using Hail Mary pass? Yes. I guess that helps Hail Mary pass ever so slightly. Um, uh, can a player with both the bombardier trait and the dump off skill use the dump off skill to perform a throw bomb special action when they're chosen as a target of a block action? No. I mean... <laughs> we're trying to fix bombers here i like that running pass now works with bombers but i don't think that this would have massively helped the situation um quite entertaining but man that would be a horrible rule situation like let's stop my turn and, and execute a bomb action hmm. if the player has both mighty blow and claws they can't use mighty blow to modify the armor roll can they still use it to modify injury yes brilliant like that's how we knew it anyway uh, if a player with ball and chain trait moves into a square occupied by a prone or stunned player does the resulting armor roll benefit from mighty blow no because mighty blow triggers on a block action and kicking someone on the ground whether it's with your foot or an iron ball is not a block so you don't get to use mighty blow against people on the ground that would be very satisfying but not the case you should have said do i have if i have dirty player do i get to use him on the ground which I don't believe you'd currently do because it's not a foul action either. Uh, can the team re-roll be used to re-roll a regen roll under any circumstances? I love this one. This one has been asked in every FAQ uh, since the dawn of this version of the game. <laughs> so no, never. You can never re-roll a regen roll using a team re-roll. I'm sure there are skills out there that allow you to re-roll regen, but this is not one of them. Um, can Griff Overworld use his consummate professional special rule to roll to re-roll the roll to see if he recovers from being knocked out? No. Okay. I guess if he's knocked out, he can't be a consummate professional. He's consummately unconscious. Uh, an unconsummate professional at that point, I guess. Right. So that's core blood bowl bits. Now we've got the death zone fixes. Uh, can the rampant mutation spell be used on a star player to try and give him two mutations? No. Okay. Fair enough. I imagine that there would be some kind of consent involved with being mutated. Um, dungeon bowl. This is a good one. So first of all, can a player with no hands open a chest? No. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, can a player with no hands who's got no hands the ghost i guess from college of death um can a team reroll be used to reroll when seeing which portal a player comes out of when they teleport no so the only way to reroll any kind of teleport test in dungeon bowl is to have the portal navigator skill and to wander into a portal of your own volition that's fine that keeps it streamlined that's how we've been playing it that's how we played it at dorset dungeon bowl so i'm happy with that uh, spike 13 corn can grashnak use his gored by the bull special ability to roll an additional block dice to a maximum of three after rolling the block dice no so if you want to use grashnak special ability which is when making a block you can just make it a three die block you choose um the special uh you can you have to sign up say i'm going to block you i'm going to use my special ability uh can grashnak use his gourd by the bull special rule when he would be rolling two die block with the opposing uh right so if he's rolling a two die up can he use it in order to only roll a single block dice no so you've got to have a profitable block for that ability to even trigger that's a pretty big edge case however i think with the awesome model that's landed of him I think we're likely to see more Grashnaks. Uh, you know, we've got the Forge World one, which is really nice. You've got the Brute Fun ones. He's just done a second one. So you're spoiled at Minotaurs everywhere. 
You know, it's like the meme of Buzz Lightyear Minotaurs everywhere. Can Ivar Eriksson use his raiding party special rule to target himself? Uh, yes, so long as he's open, Ivar may target himself with his raiding party special rule. That's really good. So this is from this is the section now for the Norse book. So what that means is that Ivar can essentially use his ability to move himself one square but before activating. So I think in that circumstance, he might be able to to wander himself into a blocking situation. Don't know. It's been a while since I've read the raiding party special rules for Ivar Eriksson, but that could be really useful. Ivar, Ivar yourself. Um, Spike 15. Does a player with hit and run move their one free square before or after following up as part of a block or blitz? After following up. So with hit and run, you hit, you follow, and then you run. Not hit, follow. Yeah, hit, follow, run. Makes sense. Not hit, run, follow. Uh, Spike Almanac. Grashnak again, Grashnak again. Spike Olmanak. Can Ivar use Ivar again? Hit and run again. Cindy Pie Whistle. Cindy Pie Whistle declares she is using her all-you-can-eat special rule, but hits herself with the first throw bomb special action, either through a fumble or being caught in the explosion. Does she still roll to be ejected, and does she still count as having used her special rule? So Cindy Pie Whistle's got a special rule where she can uh, use two... No, Siri, not again. Uh, where she can throw two bombs in one turn, just because... We need more bombs, right? Um, Cindy will not roll to be ejected as this roll is only made after the second throw bomb special action, which has not been performed. However, she will still count as having used her special rule as it was declared at the beginning of the action. Okay, that's that's fine. Again, I want to say another edge case, but actually, I think we're, we're seeing a lot of Cindy kicking around. I, I think this FAQ, as we get to the meaty, juicy, lovely bit in a minute... Um, we're going to see a little bit less bombers, or at least they're going to be less oppressive. So Cindy's dual-wielding um, bomb spam is going to be useful, I think. It's just, yeah, so that's good clarification. Um, does Nobler Blackwart have to declare a blitz action if he wishes to move before using his kick and when they're down? Yes. Okay, fine. Again, edge case. Right, errata. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. That's all from last time. Okay, we're going to talk about the first big thing here, which is sneaky git. So as written, the sneaky git skill allows you to foul a guy, uh, not get sent off. I mean, hang on, I've got it here. When this player performs a foul action, they are not sent off for committing a foul should they roll a normal double on the armor roll. So you double six, break their armor, you don't get sent off at that point. You double one, don't break their armor, you don't get sent off at that point if you've got sneaky git. That is now everything sneaky git does. It used to be you could wander up, foul a guy and carry on moving afterwards that is now gone now apparently this is to do with the uh, with just foul spam happening at tournaments uh, so tournaments and, and and just advanced leagues have gotten a bit crunchy with bombs everywhere with just removal being sneaky get just being a yolo ability that doesn't even it just it, there's no consequences this is a really solid move if you're going to wander up and foul a guy you're going to be in base contact with that guy. There's no wander up foul, come back to your cage. It's not. There's, it basically takes away that freeness to it. Blood Bowl is a risk-reward kind of game. Okay, You have to manage the risk. So I'm going to do that, but if it goes wrong, you're going to be wide open. Sneaky Git, you wander up there, and unless you double on the, on the armor roll, which is very unlikely because you're going to have to have broken armor first. So uh, we're talking, what's a double on the armor, on the injury roll is one in six. 
we'll assume you're breaking the armor 50% of the time. So one in 12. So, you know, it, it's not very frequent. Now you can't move afterwards. So if you were going to go and foul that guy, you were going to deploy that guy with that guy. And I think that's a really solid move. There are going to be some goblin players that are like, oh, give me a break. I love fouling. And fouling is fine. But actually removing an, op <laughs> an opponent's entire team without a chance of it going wrong is not. You've got a chance of it going wrong. And I think that's a really strong benefit. All right, here we go. That's the first salient point. The second is Bombardier. So this is the biggest change of this FAQ, and I absolutely love it. So Bombardier, add the following bullet point. If the player performing the throw bomb special action is hit by their own bomb and placed prone, either a result of the fumbled throw or being hit by their own explosion, a turnover is caused. So we're rolling it back. Um, if you are a bomber, and you bomb thyself for any reason it's a turnover this is just the best move that they could have made with these rules um it gets better actually i tell you what we'll carry on part two uh, remove the final bullet point which reads you may apply a plus one modifier to either the armor roll or the injury roll this modifier may be applied after the roll has been made so we've gone from a place where bombing had no downside the bomber could literally nuke himself and his best friend and unless the ball carrier was killed nothing mattered and it was all done with mighty blow that is all gone now if you are bombing and your bomber does a bombing and does a bombing on himself, his own bombing self. If the bomber goes down, it's a turnover. That's it. We've added, again, we've added this risk reward element to it. Like we're no longer just fouling for the sake of it. We're no longer bombing for the sake of it. And I think this is the most impactful point here. Yeah, mighty blow is better. The lack of mighty blow is fine. Um, it lines up with treasure chests and, and that's fine. I think that's probably good, like just bombing a little cage. You are now bombing to knock people down as opposed to just murder people. And there's a risk element there. So you don't want to just quick bomb and it doesn't matter if they go down. It's fine. It's, it, bombing used to be and has been for the last year the first thing you did on a turn, right? Because why not? Like it's roulette, like spin them up. Let's see what happens. Now that's not the case, because if that goes wrong, your turn is over. And I absolutely love that. That's just the best thing they could have done. Uh, taking away Mighty Blow. Um, yeah, fine. I mean, bombers are cheap. The star player bombers are cheap. The positional bombers are cheap. So actually, <laughs> giving a ranged Mighty Blow skill, taking it away it is, is fine. Like, it keeps bombers cheap, and it keeps the impact it's a it's a jolly good proning now which i'm superb i'm very happy with and like that uh chainsaws have been updated as well if the chainsaw dude um fumbles himself so if the chainsaw backfires and he hits himself and they break their own armor then it's a turnover so again bomber bombs themselves turnover chainsaw chainsaws themselves and breaks armor it's a turnover so if your um if your secret weapon ends up proning themselves then it is a turnover which just makes a lot of sense now yes it makes them less powerful and chainsaws you might be thinking ah, oh, now there's an extra risk well actually you know what everybody else if they end up prone basically <laughs> with the exception of wrestle right they there's a, it's a turnover that just lines up now so bombing fixed chainsaw and Sneaky Git kind of just made less of an oppressive trilogy. Um, really positive. Might see some Goblin Win percentage drop a little bit, but actually 
goblins. You've been running around at 35% win rate anyway, so sorry guys. Uh, I've got another big rules change that I, again, really love here, which is to star players. So add the following to the end of the second paragraph. Star players that may be hired as a pair, for example, Drawl and Dribble or the Swift Twins, Grack uh, and Crumbleberry, um, only count as a single star player choice. They take up two player slots, but one star choice. So you can have not two star players on your team. You can now take Drawl, Dribble for one choice at two players, and then you can take Glottal Stop. Then you can take the Frog Lady. You can take three star players. Technically, this means that if you've got 12 players on your roster, you can then take Drawl and Dribble and Grack and Crumbleberry. And you know what? That just means more star player combinations. It's all very expensive. The, the good thing of this is that it just means you're going to get Drawl and Dribble and someone else. Um, Grack and Crumble potentially and somebody else. It's not going to tick up very often, but I think uh, it's a really single solid thing. And I guess the other thing to mention here is that that affects how the match play um, rules work. So uh, tier one teams can take one star player choice. That means that tier one teams can now take Drawl and Dribble. They can now take Grack and Crumbleberry, which is brilliant because we've got more combinations. Amazons with Drawl and Dribble are coming at you that is a great little combination team um, and it's very much different than morg and hackflame so really big fan of that right uh you've got some death zone updates here desperate measure love this one razzle dazzle change the last sentence to read this player may perform two actions rather than one but may not perform the same action twice additionally a player may not perform two different actions that both contain a move action such as a blitz followed by a move we called this out at beachhead and sca last year just to be a case of no you don't get to double move i like that that's how we've been ruling it and i think it's the right thing to do yeah here we go Bla um, match play guide uh, add the following to the end um so star players that must be hired as a pair such as draw and dribble uh, only count as a single star player choice and therefore only cost two skill points for the pair However, they will still take up two spaces on a team's roster. Awesome. Love that. Uh, I think I said on the podcast last week, I'm I'm starting to really like the match play um, the match play rule set uh, for team building. I, I think it's really I think it's really good. I think I think it's getting I think it's in a really solid place. And this is this just helps it. Um, I prefer it to the World Cup build. I mean, the World Cup build is crunchy, which I, I mean, you can, come on, you need a spreadsheet. So I'm happy. But actually, the match play guide, I think it, it, it hits a really nice middle zone. It's very similar to, to the rule sets that we use, but I think it's actually just done more elegantly. So really like that. Uh, Spike issue 15 and Spike Almanac 2022. So this is page 33 and page 75. This has got nothing to do with the teams unless you are using them in Dungeon Bowl. So this is both the Heavens update. Um, we saw this and we implemented this and it was the case for Dorset Dungeon Bowl. Uh, basically, they got the, the costs wrong. The costs were cheaper for Dungeon Bowl than they were for 11s. Uh, that's now been fixed. So a Jaguar Warrior Blitzer is... Uh, oh dear. Oh dear. One of them should be a blocker. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, the Piranha Warrior Blitzer and the Jaguar Warrior Blocker uh, are now 90k and 110k forever uh one of them should be a blocker that's fine right tier list no changes and i think that's perfectly fine i know orcs are kind of sneaking in there at tier two and getting a little bit of benefit but it's orcs they're not running away with anything at the moment so it's not an issue uh mega stars has not changed either and that concludes the entire document so let's go to the summary okay so the highlights of the may faq 
this these are the top bits this is the bits that you need to know about and this is the bits i think i just absolutely love what they've done here so bombers no more mighty blow and self-proning causes a turnover so if you are a bomber and you bomb yourself you bomb yourself to the ground you're going to cause yourself a turnover you're going to do yourself a, a justice um no more mighty blow is definitely going to lessen the impact of, of them so there was no there was no cost changes in this entire document which is great for basically everybody it means if you've got a roster planned out your roster is not going to change uh, it means if you've done a whole bunch of videos including bomber they're not going to change it, it it just means that the impact of them is going to be less and from what we've been seeing and experiencing at tournaments this is on the money this is just excellent Chainsaw Sneaky Gear. So Chainsaw also self-proning. So by breaking your own armor as a Chainsaw Man, you will cause yourself a turnover. Again, I love that. It just fits in well with the rules. It, there's very few exceptions now where proning yourself while active doesn't cause a turnover. So I think that's a really solid move there. A nice just bit of... It makes sense. Uh, yeah, it tones down Chainsaws a little bit, but actually YOLOing a Chainsaw into, into a bad situation with the worst result... I think, again, risk-reward. I think that's a solid move. Sneaky gear, again, risk reward. If you're going to foul a guy, you are going to be stood next to that guy. Sneaky guy just means you can get away with it a little bit more often. And it's still valid. Sneaky gear, dirty player is still a really good combination. It just means you don't have that freedom to just end up wherever you want all of the time. Um, it's, it's not... It's not going to be massively impactful unless you're in an environment where everybody is spamming sneaky git to just get foot blitzes. And I think curing that kind of a, a meta, hey, it's worth it for the ordinary people that have rolled sneaky git or have taken a sneaky git dirty player piece. It just means you need to end up in base contact. That's fine. Star players. The two for one choices are now in fact two for one. Two player slots is one star slot love it so much match play format works really well and it just means that we can have up to four star players in any roster now so i'm gonna have to go back to our roster videos and see if there's any that you want to kind of take crack crumbleberry drool and dribble in i think there might be a, um, a four star amazon roster kicking around there with a bunch of line women uh we 11 550 grack and crumbleberry 250 so they're gonna 800 jewel and dribble on 200 yeah a thousand couple of re-rolls yeah all right it can be done and that's quite entertaining um dungeon bowl no re-rolling your teleporter ever unless you've got um the skill that lets you do that makes a lot of sense and heavens amazon's costs fixed the name's not but the costs are do you know what I think I've said this recently on the podcast a couple of times. I think Blood Bowl, in a general place, is is in a really good place at the moment. Bombers have been hurting the game. They've been hurting tournaments. They've been miserable in league because every just kind of fit 50k in. You can do that now, but it is not going to be as massive. And bombs are going to be self-punishing as well. And I think that's excellent. I'm not just saying that because... Um, the FAQ's gone live and I've got to play a game on Thursday against somebody who's probably going to be taking Bomber. So, excellent. Beautiful timing, Games Workshop. Appreciate that massively. But actually, this is just better for the game. So, awesome stuff. Guys, let me know what you think in the comments if you agree with this, if you wish they'd done something different. Um, but actually, I love this. And let me know if there's anything else out there FAQ-wise that they've missed because I think, I think we're nearly there, right? Anyway, I'm going to wrap up. Have a great bank holiday Monday. We'll be back soon with more bubble content. Happy blocking.
thanks very much for watching we really appreciate your support if you want to support the channel even further please like and subscribe it really does help us out or come join us on youtube members or in patreon where you can get exclusive access to some content some loot early access to basically everything we do as well as regular competitions or you can pick up some bonehead podcast loot either on our website at boneheadpodcast.com we've got the dungeon bowl things we've got tokens and stuff like that or on our spreadshirt site as well everything you do just helps us make more content and hopefully do it of better quality anyway thank you very much for watching happy blocking